Justin. Yes, sir. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Glad to be back. Glad to talk some wrestling. Awesome. Awesome. Check this out, bro. Wrestling has gotten wild. This Hunter Hearst Helmsley thing, we're going to call him Paul because he's an executive now, has gotten crazy. People have just, there is, it is crazy what has happened with Hunter because pre-heart issues NXT was the villain, AEW was the hero. Somehow post-heart issues with Vince becoming the real Darth Vader, Paul's anointment back into the fold, his first creative backstage at the live events, and then all of a sudden him being head of creative and talent and him bringing in people and it looks as if getting to do things whatever his way is yes, has really booted things and we're going to try to dive into that on the other side of this. Welcome to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. Here at Go Home Heat, our contributors focus on the stories and character arcs of the live-action drama art form. An art form dating back to Zeus, featuring Lincoln and a bear and peeking with Robocop and Sting. In the words of Xavier Woods, the last form of theater in the round. And now, go home heat. Justin, Paul Levesque comes in. He has a SummerSlam. I think we both agree that it was a... Improvement? It was. It was a well-booked show. He gave us little seeds. I talked about last episode. He gave us little seeds of what he focuses on, primarily the Io Shirai thing, the Dakota Kai, the Bailey thing. But also he let us know that Pat McAfee's the... Logan Paul. Right, the Logan Pauls, the tractor lifting. Spectacle yeah. is not gone. No, and that's... Yeah, Spectacle's great. You just got to have, I don't know, just a plot line to make the spectacle mean anything. You know, and it seems like he's trying to already, if you look, it looks like they're trying to move in a direction instead of just trying to every week in every episode throw up so, anything to keep people watching. You know? Right. I read this article by, on, in Wrestle News. Um, these things, that, I don't know that they're really articles, but they come up all the time. And I, I go to the Daily Smart to find most of these things. I, this one, I did not, I just, it came across my timeline on Twitter. But it said Jerry Jarrett was asked what he thinks the difference is. And Jarrett said, I wasn't told, I wasn't, a, I wasn't told this was private. So I'm going to go ahead and say it, that Hunter had had a meeting. I'm sure he, Hunter had the same conversation with talent and creative and other people. But basically, Hunter said, look, I respect what Vince did. Steph and I respect what Vince did. We don't know how to do it like he did it. Therefore, we're going to do things differently. I like that. I like that, Sal. It's bullshit, right? I'm sorry. Of course he knows how to do it like Vince did it. But he doesn't think that's the path. No. Jarrett said, I think that means pro wrestling and not sports entertainment. I don't know that that part is true because I feel like Triple H had a lot of success. He was a wrestler in an entertainment environment, but the entertainment was there. Yeah, well, and it needs to be there. That's what the WWE is. You don't need to go turn into somebody else. You just need to lean in what's the best parts of your product and utilize it as a pro wrestling company. 
Right. Now, they are using those words. We're allowed to now. They're, we are fans. They are a wrestling company. Their wrestlers wear belts. Belts, Kevin. All these crazy things are back. Now, what? let's focus on what Triple H is doing and how he's doing it. One thing we know about Hunter is, well, one thing I believe about Hunter is he's the best booker of a women's division we have ever seen. Yeah. And I take that from the NXT black and gold years. And he has d- d- dived into this full bore. We have the Lynch having to walk away due to injury. So when she gets backstage and Bianca is finishing her promo and the Dakota Kai Bailey, well, we'll start with the Bailey Dakota Kai EO Sky beat down backstage. And we turn around and we wind up having later on an Asuka versus Alexa match. And that's pretty good, but it turns into beat down. By the crew again, which turns into Bianca coming out and challenging any one of them. Holy cow, we get Io versus Bianca, which is a fantastic matchup. Which, let's be honest, if this was three weeks ago, match would have been a squash match. 100%. That match would have been a squash match. 100% would have been a squash match, and then the beatdown would have ensued. Instead of getting a fantastic matchup, we do get shenanigans at the end as we get a Donnie Brook between both sides. But the beauty of this was it was the first match of this rivalry between uh, as Bianca tries to fight off the invading faction. We yeah. see her sidekicks become Asuka and Alexa, which gives us moments where this dream match that I have of Io versus Asuka, we see them eye to yeah. eye with each other. We tease that for a moment. We get later on, and we'll go into that a little bit more, but later on they announce on SmackDown we're going to get a tag team belt. And suddenly I think in my head, boy, team kicks captain with EO, EO Sky. Sounds really good in the tag division. Also, Alexa. Kick. Alexa and Asuka could be a tag team too. That could work, if, if only just for a tournament. Yeah. Bailey having backup. I really love the way that part of it's booked. We go to the SmackDown. They do a gauntlet. They don't have a, you know, they're missing Na- they are missing Naomi, Sasha, and Charlotte. We believe that those two, two of the three are signed, and we know Charlotte is still there or are going to be signed and be back. But So they're doing a show with a gauntlet match. So what are you doing? You're showcasing women that, that aren't going to normally be showcased. Exactly. And where did he go with it? He gave us the, the Seth Rollins blueprint where Raquel does the bulk of the match. But loses in the final. Baszler comes out. Baszler, I knew you loved the Baszler. So did you love the Baszler? Yeah. yeah. It was murder machine. It's who she is, and that's what we got. And so she comes out, and she puts down Gonzalez on a, on a swift. You know, Gonzalez goes for her finisher, and Baszler sees it coming and catches her. Did you notice that three, I think three times, it could have been two, there were scenarios where Baszler's shoulders would have been on the ground and she lost like that for multiple years. Yes. It's, that was the only way they could write it. Right. Right. But this time, she was able to get away from all of those moves, which makes her formidable alone, right? That, that makes, I mean, again, I, I noticed that and you're exactly right. That was their get out of jail free card for having her lose was apparently she has no concept of roll up or a, you know, or a, schoolboy pin or something like that 
Totally get it, man. And so now we have her, the MMA fighter, going in with girl with the champion with the wounded arm. I thought that as bad as the Liv thing was with them booing Liv when she came out there, I thought that Liv handled it really yeah. well. I thought blurting out, thanks for calling me on my shit, worked. Yeah. Well, and let me say this. That's probably the first... I'll say that was a bad booking choice. What's that? The whole, the whole have her tap and Rhonda get pinned in the moment. I thought that was kind of that was a cop out. It didn't help anybody really. I think that, I think that, I don't disagree with you on that, but I also, if we're going to act as if Baszler. And Rhonda are who they are. There is no way for a Liv to beat her legitimately. The tap probably shouldn't have happened. Yeah. But if the tap doesn't happen, Rhonda probably realize Rhonda in theory should know her shoulders are down. So I, I get it in a way. It the whole thing is booked around the fact that contractually they have to allow Rhonda to look good all the time. You know what I mean? I don't know yeah. if it's like written in print, but doesn't it feel like it does. her and Brock are going to be booked separately from everybody else in the con company because their contracts are different? Yeah, it Bro does. Brock probably being more likely to work with people than the other guys. Go ahead. Yeah. And Goldberg, whenever he's back. He, he may never... not be. Well, no, I'm not saying he's ever coming back, but saying this, he had the same kind of thing. Like He didn't have to. Well, that's the issue you have with people that don't have to be there. You have to convince them to come back. Yeah. Right. Logan, good example. Why does he want? He wants to be a babyface so bad. It's like nobody wants to. Nobody wants to cheer for you, boss. Correct, but he's also under contract. So when they tell him he's got to go heal, unless he wants to quit, he doesn't have a limited amount of dates he's working and stuff. Uh, to my knowledge. He's under yeah. a contract. We don't know. But let's go back into some other stuff here. Because the gauntlet match works. And so we so we look at that. And then the other woman that we're booking, and we'll just quickly go into it. We have the edge thing. And it's the, probably the thing I'm least keen on right now is your edge, Finn Balor, yeah. Mysterios. But I love the way he's booking Ripley in this. Yeah, he's protecting her at least. She's steady whooping Dom's ass the whole time. And... Well, they might have doubts that that's how it would go down in real life. No, but no, but the point is, it is a China esque scenario, yeah. and you you can see where when it's time for her to go for Bianca, she won't have lost anything because you've kept her out of these fifty fifty booking scenarios. You've kept her out of these. I need to lose in some weird way in order to allow someone else that's not deserving to wrestle for a championship. You put her in a spot where all she's doing is beating up guys until it's time for her to go for Bianca. Well, if you look at Judgment Day now, and you just strip away the whole Judgment Day thing, and you just look Finn Balor, Damian Priest, Rhea Ripley. That's kind of early DX. It totally has that feel. It does, and thank you for saying that. The difference would be, I do believe Hunter will let at the when the time is right, Finn go with the demon. But I'm yeah. not 100 percent Sean wasn't a demon anyway. 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> but yes, an edge coming back is going to work. You know, that's fine. That's all fine. But let's move on because I think an important part. So we we focused on a women's division. Go into the next part of how we what we know about Hunter. Hunter's reputation was built on his mid card brawls, fights, matches with Rocky Maivia. Yep. He focuses this week on the mid card title. First off, everybody loves Shinsuke. Shinsuke has a good match with Ludwig. This is on SmackDown. It's not really first off, but that's what I'm talking about first. No, we're talking about the, the mid card belt stuff. Right. And Shin looks good. He has a win. He's going into a thing with Gunther. I feel bad for him. It's going to hurt, yeah. but he's probably going to lose by the same token. It's a good program to have. Yeah. And Shinsuke's records rescue, uh, wrestles Suzuki, so he's he's fine. He's fine. Yeah, yeah he going to Yeah, right, right, right. Then we move on though to what they did on Monday night for the US title. And my goodness, uh they, video pack, huh? Video package, the putting some gravitas on it. Yes. Got a two two triple threat matches, then another You got 3 hours to fill, folks. Right. And they did it with Ali AJ AJ and um, Miz, and then we had Ciampa and Dolph Gable. And so we have this thing, and they both matches are fantastic, and Ali gets to showcase himself in this match. So does Shin. I mean, so does AJ, but he gets to showcase himself in this match, which we haven't seen Ali get to show out who Ali is as much. Then we have, uh, real quickly, Ricochet opened up the other episode and was booked similarly. He got to show out. He gets the win. Corbin winds up in a situation where he gets to looking at McAfee and loses. Corbin can't. Corbin is in a Seth scenario. He can't. Losses don't matter to Corbin. Now, going back to this thing, though, as then we have Champa, who was a guy everybody loves and who Hunter can trust, go over AJ with the Miz right there helping to push it, and we have this thing where all of a sudden this U.S. title seems to matter, and that really matters because there's only one world title right now. Well, he and he changed Champa's character in like two, three weeks. Yes. Champa was basically a stooge for the Miz in Vince World. Mm-hmm. Now he's a fully fleshed-out character with a personality and goals and objectives of zone this it won't be around much longer and champa will be out of those neon pants soon enough and that's perfect because you know if he if he gets gargano fine but i think people are focusing too much on what he's going to bring in we need to utilize what's here there's a dearth of talent here that has to be getting utilized and we saw ali utilized we saw ricochet utilized going to another thing right the Usos are clean. They're not going to wrestle for a week or two, maybe. So we got to figure out what we're going to do about the Street Profits. They're a big part of the show. And the bu- the buzz is that Tez is going to leave Dawkins, or Dawkins is going to leave Tez. So we yeah. utilize Seth Rollins, who's waiting on Riddle, because they're going to do a quick build-up to that, the Riddle, the Riddle-Seth thing at the castle. But before that, let's tell another story real quickly on Monday night. And so they have Tez run to the ring with the challenges committed, and he wins out. They have a burner. They have 
Seth go over after a great competitive match. And then we have Dawkins come in for the save that leads you to believe they're not breaking up right now. And you showcased what Tez could be as a solo star. And you might even do it again this week with Dawkins. Exactly. And that, that's the beauty of what he's doing is he's utilizing what he has. Now, and he's telling stories. He's not just jumping from, point. you know, the matches have points that lead to other things now. Correct. Correct. And we will talk about just a little bit about something that has to do with stories and why in the AEW context in a, in a little bit. But let's go to the main title picture where we have Drew and Roman. And as much as I know this match is going to be great, I'm a little bit rolling my eyes at the last segment of SmackDown because I'm going to get the same month I always get with, you know, Drew comes out and everybody loved the fact that he called him the tribal queef. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, whatever. And and again, I'm not fair to Drew. This was going to be a good rivalry. Whatever. The match was going to bang. Suddenly, new life is breathed into the heavyweight division as it's not one at a time coming at Roman anymore as Karrion Cross gets his original TikTok. TikTok, huge spectacle of an entrance, complete with Scarlet, complete with the hourglass. They jumped, Drew. Go ahead. Complete with black and white filter on the camera. Everything. Everything. We righted all the wrongs of what Vince did to that man quickly. And I, I will admit that it started a little bit with uh, the Adam Cole dress down in NXT yeah. there. Supposedly, according to Karrion, he was told by the guys backstage, which would be Hunter and Sean probably, not to fire back with what he had to say, which was to Adam Cole, something to the effect of, if this whole company is built around making me look good, there's 14-year-olds in the audience that can whip your ass. Right? Yes. Tricky thing there, and I get where Sean and Hunter wouldn't want to do that, because saying, hey, this isn't real, the booking is... You know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I get where they say you can't do that, but it's a little tricky. Moving into it, though, Karrion comes out. He jumps Drew. He leaves him lying. He The TikTok that we're coming for you, Roman. And so now, all of a sudden, Roman has two bad dudes, one heel, one face, yeah, looking like things he has to try to conquer. Seth's already said as soon as he's done with, you know, he thought he was done with Riddle. We know he's not really, but he wants to go after him next. Now you're lining up interests in that yeah. title picture when before, even with Brock, it was like, yeah, well, one more time. This is interesting. Right. Now, what Paul has done to me, it feels almost like an NXT invasion, even though all these people were main rosters, in that he has focused on those guys. These are the people he trusts. You have him trusting in Sammy, had backstage things this week that were important, Roman and Seth, which is that that tier. Kevin Owens, they, they're holding him out till they have something legitimate for him, which is better than just running him out there. And we have below that your Bailey, your Asuka, Alexa, your Finn Balors. 
that generation of stars is being utilized right here. And then you go further into the Bianca, Rhea, Finn, Priest, Ricochet, Corbin, Gonzalez, Shotzi, Zia. Uh, Zia, Zia Lee looked good in that match, by the way. Io Shirai, Dakota. And those are all people he can trust to yep. push his vision forward. And he's gone back to that. And it's funny how suddenly Black and Gold was put out of commission because it was an AEW. And now all of a sudden it feels like with an extra 300 or so thousand people watching Raw the first night yep. Hunter's in charge of it, some of that, I'm not a believer that you're going to bring 300,000 people that don't watch wrestling into wrestling on the buzz of a pay-per-view. You got 300,000 people that watch AEW to watch Monday night. Uh, oh, yeah, or it, or the people like a lot of people who are NXT only and probably have fallen away from wrestling now that the black and gold's been gone, you know? Yeah. And a lot of people who are probably just bored with the stale product, you have a moment right now where you can get people to come back into the fold if you show them you're making real changes. A hundred percent. People who are who've gotten away from it, who got tired of it, and come back home if you take advantage of this opportunity. This is the first time Hunter has been able to book knowing that there's goodwill in his direction in a while. Yes. And he is swinging for the fences with but he is using the batters he knows can hit. Yeah. You know, and it's it's really working well. I I also know, we know, nobody's a perfect booker. There's going to be missteps and all of those things. But as long as he stays inside of the, there are stories being pushed forward. There is a direction this entire show is in. Every When, when you remember the Attitude Era, which is when he came to prominence, he was not a big deal because he won the world title. He won the world title because he was a big deal. Yes. And he got there by being Sean's sidekick, but having things interesting to work with as Sean's sidekick. The exactly. second guy in a faction has something to sink his teeth into. And then he builds, and when Sean's gone, he creates the DX thing in his own image. But the point to that was, again, he wasn't immediately a title guy. He oh, had no. to be interesting. He had to do things that were interesting. And that is where we've always said the reason Seth Rollins is special is because he doesn't have to have a title to be interesting. Mm-mm. If you that can was- get – what's that? Taker's gig. Uh, Taker never needed a title. If you were in a match with Taker, you were in, a, you were in the main event. It didn't matter what else was on the book. Right. And if you can do that, he's been able to do that in the past inside the women's division without the belt being the main thing. If he yeah. can if he can do that on this show in both the women's and men's division, give us multiple things we're interested in to where, oh, this is the segment that I go pee during. This yeah. is the segment where I fix myself something to eat during. Right. If he can do that then everything else goes away, and this, and we're off and running. Now, I do believe AEW has had a great product lately. I want to talk about them a little bit, if that's cool. 
One yeah. thing I will caution though, because I want to I want to talk about how you are listening to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. Check out our friends at the Gin Project, the G I N N Project.com. Check out our friends at the Daily Smart, your one stop shop for all things pro wrestling. And now, back to Go Home Heat. Moxley last night, he has this match with. What's that guy's name? He's an MLW guy. Warner. Uh, Warner's his name. And I've seen Warner wrestle a couple times. It's some really brutal fare in MLW. And he comes in and he's got a match with Mox. And yes, he gave us a little promo to tell us why he mattered. And he has this real brutal match with Mox. And dude, Mox had a spot on his head that looked like it came from when he got DDT'd on those stairs. And hey, Mox, I get it, bro. You're tough as all get out, but you ain't got to slam your head in the metal like that for me. It's cool. I say about Jeff Hardy, ain't necessary, man. You are a person with certain issues that you've got to be cognizant of. And the last thing you need is to be in pain more than you need to be in, you know, dealing with a head injury. or There's just a lot of shit there that does not, you don't need to do yourself long-term viable right now i do believe wrestling is better with moxley as champion i just think you got to be careful booking mox every weekend matches or you know every other weekend matches because he needs to feel special and he can do that just talking yeah you can give him four minutes he really doesn't even have to leave his house he's a special special performer but a big part of being a champion is it needs to feel like a special event and him opening shows against people I don't that I'm I know who they are but I'm pretty sure a lot of people don't isn't the way you do that another problem is this guy goes multiple segments with your world champion now you better book him like he can go multiple segments with every other person on the roster or it doesn't make sense and I can't see doing it with this guy I, I just can't and that's tricky. Wardlow was booked great for a little while. He's in this thing with the Giant and Davari and, <laughs> and Jay Lethal, and I thought they had a good little matchup. I thought they did a good job. It's just... Called Sanjay Dutt Davari. I did. Oh, thank you, for, <laughs> thank you for correcting me on that. Sanjay Dutt is... For Sanjay. Give, put some respect on his name. Dude, Sanjay's had some great, great moments and matches over the years. He's a great booker. He's designed some really good matches that I've liked. I was I was talking uh, X Division. Oh God, yeah, dude, he's one of the OGs, man. Come yeah. on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so and and Lethal is again one of those talents that have always been great and so that was okay it's just for whatever reason this is missing the boat with me and it's not i don't i don't know that it's even the program's fault but then we go into and i like the program we've had with rosa and storm and hater and then they have a pretty good match last night i think hater got her nose broke or something i still am leery though because it feels like ah why did i have to look at Britt baker so much why did she scream this is my division when her when her stable mate is wrestling for a title that kind of thing. Go ahead. Uh, no, I agree with you. But that being said, Claudio, 
had a tremendous match with Taka Takashita because he is fantastic and I love him. Yeah, that dude's come out of nowhere. If they don't get that dude under contract, I don't know what they're doing. He probably is. They're probably selling that. But the other thing is with him, okay, they booked him perfect. He and, and uh, Yuta are two guys that they have booked absolutely perfectly and both have been in the periphery of the Blackpool Combat Club. You know, Yuta yeah. now inside of it. And I thought Yuta's match with Jericho. Jericho has, has lost a little bit of weight. He's moving a little better. I hate... Well, go ahead. I you go I, the before and after pictures on him. That dude got in gym, buddy. He is shredded. Right. I don't like his talking segments much anymore. I, I'm not a huge fan of. I Bunch love. Up. I like 2.0. I I just what what they do with Sammy drives me crazy. What they do with bringing Anna Jay into all this doesn't make any sense to me. If they would lose more. I would be okay with his segments more. But when they keep putting him over, when Eddie should have won, when, uh, you know, that he doesn't need, he wins too damn much. I 100% agree with you. I 100% agree with you. I would feel completely different about all of this if, one, he wasn't on commentary all the time. Mm-hmm. Because it's so weird for him to be a, ba- a a normal commentary guy and then suddenly be a heel commentary guy and then be a babyface commentary guy and then be a complete heel and then get up off commentary to be a heel. Yeah. If there's an omnipresence there that I just don't re- need, right? If you took him off commentary and you had him lose every now and then, it would make it would be much more enjoyable. Yes, and I think it would be again. Oversaturation is a risk when you when you have – okay, hey, I'll just say it right now. I haven't missed CM Punk at all. Nope. I and, haven't. And it's because deserving wrestlers have gotten time. No, and that's not a slight to Punk. No. Not a slight at all. I'll be happy to see him back. Right. But I don't want well, him to win the title. No, it's not. I don't think that – I thought that was a bad idea. Still think. Their world champion, more so than even Roman, needs to be Moxley. Roman could not be world champion and get into things, and it wouldn't, it would probably help the show at this point. He's a great world champion. I'm not saying that he needs to never be world champion again or whatever, but Moxley feels like AEW world champion, and that uh, needs to run. And they stopped it too early before, and this silliness of him being an interim champion, and if he turns around and just gives it right back to Punk, I mean, what are we doing? No, that's a terrible idea, and they should never do it. The best thing that ever happened for eight, you know, best or worst, we'll find out. It happened to AEW was Vince McMahon stepping down and Triple H stepping up. Because AEW was getting stale in that they were so different from WWE, I don't even think they felt like they needed to work as hard anymore at some things. As far as what storylines went, as far as you know, getting people cited as much, it just felt a little bit like they were falling into a rut. Well, think about this. We always hear about the backstage news with with WWE. 
And here this week, we get this news that Tony's decided to define roles backstage. Now, we're three years in, first of all. They bring in Madison Rain. She's, well, she had a good little match, and she's going to have a good little feud with Cargill, and that's going to be great to be the women's coach of the division. They gave Tony an official spot. They gave somebody else an official. So he's defining roles for people beneath him to where he can be the booker and it's your job to do these other things instead mm-hmm. of people going around confused about what they're supposed to be doing. And that, when you, when you feel like, hey, those guys have their stuff straight now, you start to evaluate what you're doing to get better. That's my point. You have to. You got to get smart. You got to can't rest on your laurels. You got to be thinking. Right. What's the How do I make this better? How do I push up? And it doesn't have to be competition for you to try and be better at your product because you know their product is good. That doesn't mean you're trying to beat them or whatever. It just means hey. There's a limited amount of people that watch this. And if if we can make them watch two shows or our show, that's fine. But if they switch over to that one, I got trouble. And so I have to be good at my thing. That's not really competition. That's minding your P's and Q's. Yeah. That's accepting that you exist in a market. Correct. Right. Yeah. A limited market. Yeah. There's an it's a niche what you're trying to be successful in. You're not you you know you don't have a perspective 50 million people that are going to watch this. You have a perspective about 2.7 million that in the whole realm of things might watch your product. You need to be getting a third of them. Mhm. You know, and and that's and that's a success in this day and age with the way they'll pay for things if you can do that. That's a big deal to be able to get a million people, a million five, something like that. Now I did think Claudio was the match of the week this week with with Takeshita, and I don't think it was even close. No, that was that was top top yeah. tier. What do you think about uh, the elite undisputed? Oh, then I I'm fine with that. I'm fine. Adam Cole needs to be a bad guy, and those three, all three, need to be bad guys. I don't. By the Bucks and Cowboy getting back together, I, 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 you know, I'm fine with that. I'm, I was tired of, you know. Yeah, something needed to happen, and it is a great way to intro a trio's championship. Yeah. You have this original feud, which goes back, which predates AEW, right? As Cole, as Cole has left them to go be in a, a NXT, and they wind up doing this thing with AEW, it's a story that can be told, and it, it, I think it's a brilliant way to get the trio's title some heat for this tournament. Have we seen that guy that's with Sanjay, the, the guy, have we seen him wrestle yet, really? No. I mean, he's enormous. He is. And he's his first match is going to be with Wardlow for a title. I don't know if Wardlow can carry that guy if he's not any good. Wardlow can't hardly carry Wardlow. It does. I, I'm I'm very worried about about that. That's what I said when I when I said Sanjay Dutt 
Jay Lethal and the big guy wrestling Wardlow, my fear was eventually what we're angling towards is a Wardlow versus this really big guy match, and it does have a great Kali Batista feel to it. And, yeah. and Batista was never the kind of guy that could get in there with somebody that couldn't go and make it great. He could go get in there with guys that could go and make oh, it yeah. fine. Without doubt. But he wasn't going to be the one to save a match for you. He wasn't going to be the one to... Right. He, he not Bret Hart. Well, and let's just jump back to a little bit more WWE changes. Did you hear about the, the when the Sheamus, the Drew, Sheamus Drew match that we all liked? Yeah. They got the ring. They didn't have it pre-planned. Like, they, you know, they, they let them all the match, play it out, and guess what? It's one of the best matches, you know, most interesting Drew McIntyre match I've seen in years. Right. Right. They, they, you can tell that in WWE they are being allowed to give their promos more freely. The matches are being called more freely. I think this is a good direction they're going in. And to some degree, some of those things are AEW-ish. You, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit more freedom, a little bit more working together, but in a more, um, the WWE is always going to be a very organized environment. Hunter is a Hunter is a cross the T's type of guy, dot the I's type of guy. Now he is. Well, it's, it's Paul. Yes, Paul. Paul is a cross the T's, dot the I's kind of guy. And I, I think they're in a good spot to go forward. I'm rooting for him. I, I am rooting for Tony. I, I love I think we're in a fun spot for pro wrestling right now. I am too. You know who else I'm rooting for right now? Who's that? Paul, get, Paul get Heyman. Some. Hunter Hearst Helm. Paul and Paul. Yeah. Yes. I feel like that's the natural, and I almost feel like him being hurt on TV is a way to let him work backstage. I said that's what I was thinking too. Was that was why that was done so he could go and kind of devote himself a little while to. Agreed, agreed. I think that's neat. All right, man. I think that's a wrap, bro. Justin, thank you so much. Pleasure, homie. All right, man. For uh, our friends at the Game Project, the GNN Project.com, and for our friends at the Daily Smart, your one-stop shop for all things pro wrestling. This is me and Justin saying, "Go home." Go home.